This episode is brought to you by Rick's Eyewear. Eyewear that inspires confidence. If you would like to buy some premium eyewear, sunglasses, blue light frames, prescription, head online now, rickseyewear.com.au and check it out. Caps has been Australia's home of headwear since 2012. From snapback to fitted, curved peak to flat peak, our hats will fit anyone and everyone. Since then, we've grown and evolved into the leaders of US sports apparel in Australia. Head online at caps.com.au and check it out. Righto, let's get into the show. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, we're back. It's good to be with you. Aces and business. I tell you what, it has been a massive few weeks. Before we jump into the Aces and business platform, Tommy Talks is flying, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the last two episodes, uh, Thanasi Kokonakis, Elliot Loney, Rory Atkins, they're blowing up the internet. Um, Podcast of the Year was used as well, but uh, we're very, very happy to see that. And thank you for everyone that's been tuning in and subscribing. Onto the Aces in Business platform. Tommy Mitchell was our last guest. Was a great episode. A former Brownlow medalist. Uh, ball magnets, as you guys might have heard. Uh, his his application that's helping young kids around the country get better at footy. It's a, a truly uh, insane business he's got going there and, and definitely helping the community. But today, more importantly, we have a very unique business, I would say. Uh, one of the three founders is with us. His name's Liam Gosnick from Bay Juice, a Korean pear juice that is there to cure hangovers, ladies and gentlemen. And I tell you what, a few of us have had a few of them in the in the past few weeks since the New Year. So, Liam, mate, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for coming in the van, mate. Awesome. Thanks for having me. This is unbelievable, this setup. I love it. <laughs> Unique. It is. it is. It's a great setup. And, mate, on behalf of everyone in the world, thank you for, crea- <laughs> yeah. thank you for creating this product. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't get enough thank yous, to be honest. No, we don't. No, this, the feedback's good. It's, um, yeah, it's obviously we're creating a, a, you know, a new and bizarre market. No one's really heard of it here in Australia. So, um, exists in some on some levels in, in other countries, but, yeah sort of introducing this bad boy to the Australian market. I, I so. will say, we all smashed one at the Ascot Vale um, Hotel. Super Bowl, Super Bowl party. Oh, you saw the Jesus. Bay Juice everywhere. No doubt there's its connection there, which we'll tap into a minute. But yeah, yeah. That, it worked a treat, mate. It did. We couldn't have drank many more beers <laughs> and I, I, I was, felt fine the next day. It was $150 for free piss between the first whistle and the last. It was oh, a, you're paying 150 so for just one of them dark, things. It was a dark Liam. day. Yeah. But you know what's funny? Liam, you were, he was a few minutes late because we wanted to have a, have a taste of the product. We wanted to have a visual the product and apparently you had to go into Woolies to buy your own yeah, product. Yep. So, hang on, you're missing your point there. He, he didn't just go to one, he went to a few. It's, yeah, yeah. The product's flying. Well, yeah, $3 promotion on at the moment. So, you know, they, they fly off the shelves half price. <laughs> they, they, they always do the sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to settle on the sales sometimes because yeah. you don't want to train the customers to, you know, buy cheap all the time. But, geez, they come from everywhere. Yeah, the oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, um, it goes well in Woolies. Um, obviously, massive get, biggest biggest I, 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 like since we've gotten into Woolies and not into Coles I've sort of been saying that Woolies is the biggest <laughs> in Australia. but um, yeah once it goes on promotion you know we actually had to push them back because we didn't have enough stock over the yeah. sort of January February period we went nuts in December as you can imagine um, so we had to push out these promotions but yeah they're back on now well mate we, we appreciate you being here we've got a lot to get through uh, as I said ladies and gentlemen a Korean pear juice there's such a fascinating backstory to this business so I think it's only right Tommy that we um that it might be time for us to talk some business. What do you think? Let's talk some business, Jakey. Liam, you ready for, for some business, mate? Born. Mate, now I've got a I've got a hard hitting question. We do ask some hard hitting questions on aces in business. Love them. And this is an application me and you are not very uh 
you know, it's foreign to us, let's say, but I just, want, <laughs> I just want to ask, uh, how pivotal was Tinder to this business uh, starting? But I'd like to say first that I had no no involvement <laughs> in, the ten, in the Tinder side. Gave that out years ago. But um, um, yeah, Tim, um, yeah was um yeah into the swiping left and swiping right and um yeah met a, a korean girl on there about four or probably six years ago now a long time ago um korean girl you know traveling the world like those nuts backpackers do you know they just pick up from home and just say see mum and dad i'm going i'm not like that Sue Min was spent a lot of time in new york and then met tim here in melbourne and um, yeah, rocked up to a sort of a somewhere bar in Chapel Street. Yep. You know, oh, yeah, being famous. Yeah, Tim used to work there. So, um, yeah, just said, can I get a pint of draft and a shot of whiskey? That was their order. So think, <laughs> we respect yeah, that yeah, instantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think Tim was um, yeah pretty hooked after that. <laughs> and then, yeah, fast forward to going to meet the parents over in Korea. Over he went. Um, yeah, he reckons, you know, from what I've heard as well, that, that Koreans will drink assholes. He's under the table every day of the week. So, um, you know, I think we get on a bit of on our high horse here in Australia, but how much, how good we are, you know, drinking piss basically. The Koreans are nuts. So, um, yeah, you walk into a 7-Eleven, there's a whole fridge of these pear juices, hangover products, you know, just targeted at, you know, helping your hangover and, you know, Tim waking up hungover and his uh, Min's mum's feeding him like actual slices of the pear, you know, shoving it in his mouth, eat this, eat this. And he's just feeling great. And um, I'm back here flogging away in commercial real estate <laughs> um, where we always wanted to start something. And yeah, Tim goes, what do you reckon? And um, yeah, brought some product back. We looked around in Melbourne, couldn't find it anywhere. Jumped online, found a CSIRO article that was basically like cream pears fucking work when it comes to reducing hangovers. Um, and then that was it. Found a manufacturer, shipment was here. Bang, we're away. What, what is it that's in the Korean pear that actually... <clears throat> so it's a little enzyme in there. It's like you, you can research the whole word. It's about 100 you know, letters long, but the, the acronym for it or whatever they call that is sort of the... It's called DHM. Basically speeds up your me metabolism of alcohol, so flushes it out faster. And that's why we uh, get people to drink it before. Drink it before you get on the piss. Drink it you know, before you get into bed. The next day is probably too late. The only thing that's going to fix you there is a large quarter pounder meal. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so you, yeah, you get it down the hatch and you sort of takes the edge off. You know? yeah, it's right. a difference between really being bedridden and, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. Getting up and doing something on your Sunday arvo. So take some, so have a bay juice before you go out and also just before you get into bed yeah, when you get you home can, at 5 yeah, a.m. or something. Yeah, yeah, if you can remember, yeah. yeah. Kick, kick the shoes there off, have a bay it's juice a and jump into bed, yeah. It's like a book to bookmark your hangover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously. Now for the listeners, so you've mentioned Tim, Tim O'Sullivan. Yeah. He's, he's the other founder, yeah. um, obviously, of the brand. Now he's got a pretty fascinating backstory and I'd like you to maybe elaborate on it so I, don't, so I won't say it, but essentially he, from, from what I understand, he went over to Korea to meet Sumin's family, the, yeah, the young yep, girl who met the Korean, yep. and um, laws. yeah, one of the one of the things he shared, which is a bit foreign to us, but we are accustomed to it. Obviously, us Australians traveling to Bali is being able to pick up alcohol in your local Seven Eleven. Yeah, and he shared a bit of insight that when they would start to go out to have a drink, because he shared it was like a two week bender with the family. Yeah, he, yeah, would, yeah. he would grab a beer and everyone would grab a pear juice. Yeah, correct. So is that where the light bulb kind of flicker came? Yeah, on? I think so. I, I reckon. Um, yeah, which is yeah. I think I think Tim and I are both we're, we're best. I'm I'm always good when I'm when I'm tipsy as well, you know. So like, <laughs> um, I think it's the best thing in life you can be. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, the the yeah the light bulb moment in there going shit. We've got it. Yeah, this is just something that'll work in Australia with the culture, and you know we can sort of take something. What we've done is really taken something that's really traditional over there. 
we've sort of westernised it, you know, given it a bit of, you know, you know, just give it a bit of oomph and, you know, created, you know, this sort of this big, bold, large, you know, in-your-face brand, um, you know, that sort of aligns with drinking alcohol. It's, it's a party. It's, you know, they're having a good time with mates, with family, with friends and stuff. So, yeah, that's that's sort of the angle we've gone with our product. That's crazy. So, is it like a, a Korean myth or like common knowledge in the culture it's, that it's like pear habi- juice it's is a over there? It's just like, you that's know, so you're not strange, drinking. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's nuts, isn't it? Because I, th- I think Aussies are a bit laid back with that. You know, I think Asian people in general, like, just that they're more problem solved. You know, yeah, like, you know, there's all the, you go over there, there's all these gadgets for shit that we just don't bother about here. And so I think Aussies sort of just, you know, it's like a, an old friend coming to visit the hangover in the morning. Yeah. You know, it's like, so yeah, uh, yeah uh, we find a lot of people here go, oh, mate, I don't get hangover. It's normally from old people. It's like if anything to go by with my, what my mum tells it, she not, she's knocked out for a week. Yeah. It's a week. And even nowadays I'm getting sort of late 20s and you go, fuck, day three. They're getting harder yeah. than hangovers, aren't they? <laughs> I know. No, it's terrible. So yeah, like I just think there's a lot of people out there, especially maybe the youth and, and maybe females a bit more than men that are, if, if it knocks 20% off your hangover, I'll take it. Oh, one percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One percent is in life. So I think, yeah, I think part of part of the challenge for us has been educating people on it and the sort of getting forcing it down their throat, so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. to speak. We um, spent a lot of time over New Year's and festivals, yeah, you know, up in Queensland, down here in Melbourne, um, yeah, which is. Not a, I'm, I'm not a big festival goer, but you know, it's, oh, it's just the age thing. I think, like, yeah, a bit younger. everyone goes, geez, that's a great, it's, yeah, it's not as good as you think, but it's, we're slaving away, you know, we're, we're slaving there. We're, we're not getting paid by us, you know, by our company to be there. So just handing it out, it's good hustle. And, yeah, but by the time you're at a festival, you can you start at 12. Once you, if you're there after 2 p.m., the people that are coming in after sort of 2 3 p.m. in the afternoon are gone. <laughs> <laughs> so we were kind of like after the first day up Wildlands in Queensland, we're handing product out, you know, great conversations to everyone. Hey, going out this, throw this, everyone's like, you know, going nuts, taking photos, all that kind of stuff. And you yeah, after 2.30, people just storming past you. Know, just, <laughs> yeah, don't want a bar. Yeah, 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 absolutely not a bar. A sweet spot. Mm. So we're just, just some quick ones for everyone listening, watching. Yeah. Um, just we're going to go quick fire here and we'll 100%. dive into this whole business soon. When did you, when was this start? Where did this start? January, February, oh, we say January 2019, that's when we got our first ship. That's when we started. But we were building the brand for six months. Yeah, you always that. build yeah, that. Yeah, Great. Yeah. And there's three of you. So there's you, Timmy, and Sumin. Yeah, correct. So yeah, three, just, yeah, founders. Yeah, founders. founders three yeah. founders. Yeah. Um, I guess we won't ask how big it is now because we're going to talk about how, where, what's next and how it's it all massive. started. <laughs> yeah. What I will say is like distribution and, and, and manufacturing, we're going to get into it. But like, what was the. There's like there's a lot that goes through my head. Obviously, it's not just an any it's not just any product here. You know, it's not a pair of sunnies where you find a the, you know, it's not a product. It's it's it must be very hard to get food into this country. Yeah, well, there's all the and, things that you just don't you like. For instance, um, Brad and Nick are opening a new pub the other day, and yep. they're going to me um, on Friday. They're like. Look at the steak knives we're getting for the pub. And I thought, well, they're good steak knives. But then you go, isn't that funny that you have to like, that's something you have to fucking think of when you're, you know, when you're starting a restaurant, what steak knives are we going to use? You know, like just a, so, you know, you look at our product here and, you know, you've got like, oh, someone, we, we asked, you know, some expert in the field about sort of, you know, legalities around packaging and things like that. And she goes, you know, you've got this cap there. That'll be a choking hazard. Got to whack a choke choking hazard warning on oh you know like what's it got is anyone allergic to pear 
you know, you've got to have allergens in there. We didn't have the 10 cent refund thing on the packet for, for ages. And on the front, we used to, it's got no artificial coloring on the bottom. We used to have reduced hangover symptoms, which was a big no no. But we just thought, you know, how bad can the, um, how bad can it be at the start? You know, if someone comes along and finally tells us we can't do that, they're not going to close the, sh- you know, close the doors of our manufacturer. They're probably going to tell us you've got to get that off the packaging. But let's see how long we can keep it on there. So it's just as obvious, you know, when the edu- when we're educating the market, oh, what does that product do? Oh, it's got a tick saying reduce hangover symptoms. So that's something that we put on the package. Who would, who's the person that tells you that? Who's picking that up and going, you've, you've got to be more defined here with your language? Well, there's, you know, the, um, yeah, the TGA is obviously a big one here, um, Therapeutic Goods Administration which sort of, you know, police that kind of stuff. And then there's FSANs, which is just basically pages and pages of legislations between what you can say about certain <laughs> wow. health claims and stuff um, for New Zealand and Australia. So um, when it comes to legal, reading that legal jargon off. Are you reading it or are you getting some specialist to read it? Um, yeah, it's a bit of both. Bit of both. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading it to look important and then just being like, all right, we, our lawyers, I sit on a meeting with them, I say, you're talking to a Labrador? You know, give me the three-word definition of that. You know, give me oh, the dumb that, that's down. Good. Don't, yeah, fill it with all this blank. And I was said that before. I said, talk to me like I'm a 12-year-old kid. And yeah, yeah. people go, the fuck? Talk to me like a Labrador then. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I'll use a Labrador. Yeah, Lab- a Labrador's one. a good one. Especially just get rid of the jargon and just dumb it down and give yeah. me the key points. I'm not here all day. Exactly. Well, the good thing about, look, I hate Zoom. I'm sick of Zoom. Uh, oh, I want to go meet face-to-face, you know, now. Get back to it. Um, but, you know, you can, if you're looking, like, dumbified on the, on, on you know, or looking stupid on this call and, you know, I've got, I've got a terrible poker face as well. So as soon as the lawyer starts talking all these eight-syllable words and fucking all this shit, you start going like this and you yeah. just lose it. Turn the camera off. Yeah, it must be hard for a lawyer to try and dumb it down for people when they're so wired to just... Oh, it oh, must be so the, annoying for yeah, them as well. You know what I mean? It's a waste of time. Like, I've yeah. learned all this jargon my whole life yeah. and then having to dumb it down for someone. Is well, I put it in the same field, like, helping my mum out with, you know, something around technology or, you know, like with the TV, she's hopeless. Like, you know, one, one phone call a week I get. Yeah. Yeah, you just got to give them the old IT. Have you, turn, have you turned it on and off? <laughs> yeah, 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 the basics. Yeah, the basics. But yeah, I imagine that's what it would be like for them. You know, you go to you go to uni for 30 years like the lawyers do. How long they go? I can't believe that they spend that many. That they're long. the one. They're, we'll talk about the school system later. I've got some, I've picked up yeah. a few things you've said, but I think they're the one... Um, I guess you know, they're the people that have to go to uni and they have to go to school and do everything by the letter but everyone else they can yeah. I think they can make it in the real world without all the degrees. I think the game's changed with that kind of stuff and we can talk about it later but yeah for the packaging that's sort of yeah you you sort of find out all these little things that um, luckily for us you know there's a free trade agreement with you know Australia and Korea no, no import tax on our product brilliant and um, we're GST exempt in this country. Um, you know, if you're if you've got a product that's over ninety percent pure vegetable or um, pear juice, you don't. Um, yeah, you don't have to um, pay GST. While we're on the product, just break it all down. You spoke about what's in it there. Yeah, it's one whole Korean pear, one whole pear. I don't know if you've seen. Is there a difference between a Korean and? Well, it yeah, it's kind of like a, a cousin of the Nashi pear. Have you heard of a Nashi pear? Yeah, yeah. I have, yeah. yeah. So they don't look like the pears here. They're obviously different. They're sort of big yellow, you know, they're almost half a head size. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, they, they're enormous over there. And um, we get it grown in Naju, which is kind of like the home, of, you know, the historical home of the Korean pear over there. So um, we got, a, you know, the biggest manufacturer in Korea doing our pears for us. Um, you know, in Naju, if you go to this real town in Naju, you know how, you know how like 
Ballarat, for instance, they'll have like a town flag, but you wouldn't know what it's what's on it. But if you Googled it, you'd find it. So Naju has his pair and it's just like a, a, a pair with a smiley face on it and a stick figure. So they love that. It's like they're very, very patriotic people, the Koreans, like, you know, probably just behind the Americans, which you think our nuts America are. Yeah. Their country. So, um, yeah, it's all done over there. Comes comes here, lands in either Sydney or Melbourne, then goes to one of our three warehouses across the country and... Yeah, into the consumer's hands. Where are the three warehouses located? Uh, Perth, um, uh, Victoria, and uh, New South Wales. Do they, do they 3PL? Yeah, 3PL. Yeah. So Mondanissan do all our stuff. Mondanissan, they sort of bought Nudie um, Orange Juice probably three, four years ago now. Um, they do like sort of Chobani's, you know, the dips yeah. and stuff like that. So Peckish, you know, those um, gluten-free crackers. And they're doing about 100 containers a week. Like nuts. Yeah, like good, massive business. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, they do all our stuff. We've got some warehouses. Then we're sort of distributed by various dis- you know, distributors, you know, through ALM who look after IGAs. And we've got the Forage Company who own Remedy Kombucha. And they're doing sort of little independence for us as well across the country. Cafes, bottle shops, you know, supermarkets, independent supermarkets. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big moving beast at the moment. That's big right. A lot, of, at moving, moment. lot yeah. of moving pieces. Where does the word bay come from? Because Obviously, in our language, yeah. we, we've got a abbreviation of well, it. I didn't even I th- know what that was until we launched it, but bay is a Korean word for pear. I yeah. just thought bay was sort of an abbreviate, like sort of take out the B in bay. But, but it's apparently, marketing genius. Uh, well, yeah, Tim's, uh, we worked at um, Tim's sort of family cafe for three years, Hospo, you know, before we sort of put ourselves on a wage for this, um, slaving away in Hospo. <laughs> By the way, I love I love hospitality, but um and yeah, so the cafe's filled with you know, 19, 20 year old girls just out of school because there's two high schools out there and they, they were always coming there. So a lot of them had a job and they're going, oh, bays before anything else. I'm like, what? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I think that's the first time I've felt a bit old when you've got a younger generation going, as if you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's golden. Um, but then it kind of works well with our product as well because, you know, we're trying to get people to drink before it, so before anything else, yeah, for what's sure. What's the saying, the slogan there? Bay before you Bay play. Bay before you play, yeah. Yeah, it's catchy. I tell you what, it's marketing genius. It's, the our, word. it's our Red Bull gives you wings. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's it, I will say, well done. The packaging's fantastic. It is. Mm, um, it, is. It, it looks fantastic. It tastes great and it does a great job, so well done. It's yeah, and There's so many little things, Jakey, that goes into this. Like the, just what you just said before, like all these little things you got to ride on, otherwise <laughs> product's done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they the took little... us off the shelf in South Australia in Darwin for not having the 10 cent refund thing on. Wow. Because it's it's about to be, I think it might already be in, in New South Wales now. We, we had 100,000 units in the warehouses with oh. that with that on. So oh, we, God. We had to get all these stickers produced and then, you know, pay labor costs for other people on the, at, people in the warehouse. Margins going through the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's a beast, this business. Yeah, There's exactly. So many... Trying to swim in the deep end with three bricks tied to you. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's what it looks like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Coming out with some great yeah. metaphors. Yeah. It's yeah. like a Labrador. Yeah. Three bricks in the deep end. Oh, Have you ever tried to do that, mate? <laughs> <laughs> no, no way. Wouldn't be able to swim. But I've got a... Now, for, for you guys, it's quite lonely at the at the top, especially when you start yeah. um, start a business. And I've heard you actually speak about this before yeah. on a podcast, but I do want to just uh, share the def- definition of the word hustle mm. uh, because it's to push rough, roughly and jostle, and the noun is a state of great activity. Yeah. Now, me and Tommy, we love hustlers. We love guys that have got ambition. But does the word or, or the, the 
the car, the vehicle, Toyota Corolla mean anything to yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Can I you drive it here. See me drive it? <laughs> no, it's I parked behind a Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in a very luxurious street. I'm right up his ass as well, yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us about those early days when you've, with some of those first shipments of products and, yeah. and you know, how that was, how you were getting your, your product to your customers? Yeah, well, obviously I'd written off my car by then. I didn't ride it off. I just <laughs> drove it into the ground, you know, where I sold it for 300 bucks cash. Oh, you know, <laughs> that's the exact same thing with me, Toyota Camry in Perth. Well, I sort of <laughs> forgot to put oil in it. Oh, oh no! Blew it up. Got two hundred. Oh, no. so, yeah, side story: like this, I call this guy up because I'm like, I need to get rid of my car. Just sitting out there, probably sitting out so much outside that the neighbours are going to call the cops. You know, it hasn't been moved because it's just undrivable. The guy goes, "Yeah, mate, we're um, yeah, what are those scrappers? We're scrappers. We'll pick it up for hundred bucks cash. No worries." The guy gets to me and he opens. He goes, "Put the bonnet up. Yeah, bonnet up. Check the engine." He goes, "Oh, it's a ride off." He goes, we, we don't, we'll take this for free, mate. I said, I know it's a write-off. That's why you're a scrapper, mate. Like, <laughs> I'm like, well, that's why I called you. And you said 300 bucks cash. He goes, nah, mate. I said, well, get in, your, get in your truck and piss off. Stop wasting my time. I'm not giving it to you for free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, want something out of yeah, this. You know, oh, my God. Asking for much. Yeah, it's worth like, nothing. Talk about, talk about hustle. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, oh, okay, I can do 150. I said, mate, the deal on the phone was 300 bucks. Get, stop wasting my time. He goes, all right, brother, I'll call my boss. I'll call my boss. He's probably on the phone to his missus. He walks up there, you know, he comes back five minutes later. He goes, mate, the boss, he goes, the boss said I could do 150 max on this. So I said, oh, no, I was getting your truck. See you later. Blah, blah, blah. I'll find someone else. Yeah, brother, brother, come back, come back, come back. I said, mate, just give us 300 bucks cash. That was a deal. That's why I called you out here. And um, he goes, all right. Then he opens his own wallet. Oh, no. <laughs> This guy's just a driver in a high vis opens his own wallet and gets six fifties out. Then he goes, here you go. <laughs> Gives him to me, right? And his, tru- his truck's parked around the corner and he goes, no worries, just drive it round to the... I said, no, nah, no, nah, deal's done. Here's the keys. <laughs> you drive it round, mate. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, seriously, yeah. stiff armed him. Yeah, you got to win. Wow, that's... And, in- um, yeah, and what was the question? <laughs> I told you, no, yeah, I know where you're days. going. We were, um, yeah, like we, we had no plan when this, when this, we had no website, nothing like that, you know. So, so when the product comes and you're not in, not in stores, obviously you got to try and get some e-commerce sales. And but we had no, we really had no platform to get on. But but the idea from the get go, you know, we didn't have a marketing strategy or a business plan, nothing like that. It was just let's look busy, you know, let's look like you know. So. We just basically spent two days, filled up mum's, my mum's Toyota Corolla. Um, you couldn't have got a, a, you know, you couldn't have got an A4 bit of paper in there after, you know, <laughs> pretty dangerous. You couldn't look in the mirrors or out the back. <laughs> just the side ones. Yeah, yeah, just the side ones. Um, Timmy in the passenger seat and um, with the list and we just went to start off with friends, drove and we just spent, you know, we did a road trip around Melbourne, suburbia, suburban Melbourne, suburbia in Melbourne for, for two weeks, basically giving it to anybody who, you know, replied to us on Instagram saying, bring us over, friends, friends of friends, family, the occasional... Um, there's like a there's a there's a Facebook uh, Instagram page called the Real Dads of Melbourne, and that was like day two, and I, they're, they've sort of they're they're a, they're a gay uh, couple, and they've got this adopted kid who's great, and like this, so they just you know. They, and they flog a lot of stuff and they do it, you know, for free, essentially. They, they don't have it. I don't think they have any management who, who takes a clip. They don't charge. And they just said, we love supporting small brands. Bang. So wow. we, yeah, we dropped, we dropped over and there was a, you know, a story up on Instagram that night. And, you know, it's like, you think of it now, you go, that, that'll be all right. But, you know, when you're just two days in. That's a big win. You, yeah. You quit your job to go do this. It's, yeah, high-fiving strangers on the night bus home. Kind <laughs> <of> like, <laughs> 
that is brilliant that is hustle at its best yeah and so what you've done there you've gone right products arrived yeah let's get it out instagram is you know now tiktok our friend we think tiktok's the next best thing yeah, but we love it yeah, instagram well, was humming and you've just said you know what fuck it timmy let's just put an instagram story up and say who wants one we're exactly. driving to their house and that's what you did 100 percent. like and we did make much song and dance about what we were doing before we launched so so when it happened you know the thought process was we want to have our friends of friends going what is that what is what what have you got there you know like start the conversation word of mouth happening um you know that's that's what we really wanted to start happening you know basically that's that's where we got you know we're dropping off to randoms we go oh you know so and so don't yeah yeah there you go mate like uh, that's good. yeah 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 how hard was it to keep the secret cuz i remember when we was, when i was starting i just I, I was the worst i was telling everyone about how i'm creating this sunglass brand before i even did the business plan and marketing plan you know so you've obviously done the the opposite you've just kept the lid on it and then yeah. you said bang we're on who wants one well exactly and I'm working in real estate as well like Tim's his parents had just bought the cafe by then for about a year so that was that was um, start, You're pretty busy starting to harm yeah and I'm working you know stupid o'clock you know from 7am to stupid o'clock at night in real estate and um yeah, you get to the end of the year and it's busy. You're selling a lot of property sort of in December, in the December period, trying to people get stuff away before, you know, the new year. But you're also doing a lot of planning for the next year. And I sort of knew I wasn't going to be around for that. But so Was that yeah. why you kept a lid on it? Because you guys had yeah, commitments like, at the time? Or was it was it more than that? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just- uh, Pug a face. Yeah. yeah It'll well, be hard. I, you're right. Really hard. Well, I just wanted to go out as well in real estate with a bit of dignity. You know, you don't right. want to, if you sort of say I'm six months out, look, this is what's going to happen. Like you just got sort of pushed to the corner and, you know, you, I, I just thought I would have checked out a lot earlier. And so I just gave him a two, two weeks notice, you know, start of the next year and yeah. just went bang, you know. Like. So just on that, uh, you let's just, let's just go through because everyone listening, give them some t- context. So school, Xavier boy. Yeah. Timmy, Xavier boy. Yep. Up until year 10. Yep. Okay. And then out of school, did you just go to university? Nah. Oh yeah, I did for three days. Three yeah, days? Yeah. I went to my first uh, two lectures, late for my first shoot, need to go to the toilet, um, sat down on the toilet and just thought, what am I doing here? And deferred, got my laptop out, deferred, got in the car, drove home. There you go. Tommy, your cousin Jimmy's going to get some ideas here. <laughs> got me cousin here, run a car and see me yeah, in the corner. Yeah. Work experience. I said, come in here, mate. We're don't do it, mate. Don't do it. He's working him over. He's a actually. He's just started flogging sneakers. So anyone needs oh, dunks and all that online. People make a squillion out of that. Yeah. I saw there's this one kid in America, you probably know his name. He just, he's just that, like, and he's like 14. Yeah. What's your, what's this, your Instagram handle? Sneaking it at you. Sneakernet AU. If anyone needs some sneakers, Sneakernet AU on Instagram. Blow up his DMs. And Jimmy will sort you out. He's sorted a few boys out already. He needs to buy a suit That'd next be time he comes in. Sure, yeah. Surely I'll get a free pair for wasting 20, 20 seconds on, on my <laughs> podcast, mate. How <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, I love that. I wish I'd started something like that earlier. Yeah, it's yeah. great. He's seeing how hard it is. And yeah. Obviously, the margins aren't great. He's learning, you know, what products are selling, what not. And obviously, being the middleman in the, the distribution model <laughs> margins, margins are never good unless you're a drug dealer though okay so you've gone to you quit uni and then you've gone into real estate is that yeah. correct yeah because i was just young sort of money hungry just thought yeah, yeah i'll make a quick buck here. how'd you get into real estate uh i went and did a you, you do a one-week course at the reiv and it's like agents rep i think so i went to two days thing. took the box yeah i went to two days i reckon my attendance record wasn't wasn't great in anything really, but yeah, I went to two days and you get three assignments, and I just thought I'll just sit on Google and teach it all myself, you know, rather than because you you go in this room and it's just full of every, like I was eighteen, nineteen at the time I reckon, but it was full of um, 
people midlife crisis. Yeah, you know, I've, I've, been, I've actually done that. Yeah. And it, mate, it's, uh, it's 35. Spot, and all, he's the, spot on. They all think they're going to be millionaires. And I was yeah. one of them. But I'm like, but I'm, yeah. But that's why I, I was like, I'm 18, 19. Like, I don't know. I know nothing of the world. Like, surely now I know how hard it is to, you know, it is to make money when you're starting out with something. But yeah, they're all like 35. Oh, yeah, I used to be a teacher or fiery or whatever. And you just go, go back to saving lives, you know, like <laughs> it's creating, that's it's a way better job. But um, yeah, so, and then I did, where did I go from there? I did like sort of a couple of sort of work How long were you in real estate days. though for? Four years. Oh, you see, yeah, so you just brushed over that like you weren't Yeah, there. yeah that was like yeah. four years of real estate. Yeah, that's a crack, man. That's a fair crack. So you got, you're selling houses, you're selling, uh, well, yeah, shout yeah. out to Rain Horn, Sunbury, Gisborne, he's best mate, uh, Risky and uh, <laughs> yeah, BJ there. Yeah. Yeah. Always get into them. They reckon they're selling dreams. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the seven. Selling dreams, not problems. Selling dreams for four years. Is he in Sunbury, Gisborne. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Blue collar down yeah. there, mate. Great market, actually. Top 10 the last few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's trying to sell me a He's a Sunbury yeah. boy at heart, is he? But we always talk about real estate because yeah. I, you know, I live with him and, and um, it's a great topic because I don't know a lot about it. It's great. It. Well, I got a- um, So four years. Yeah. Like this is a very private school way of getting into a, a white collar job like I did, but my mum, her- She's the head of the nurses union here, the AMF. So, you know, that's I'm blue collar as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's a union boss, my yeah, mum, you know. Yeah. Like, we're not. <laughs> Tough. Um, and um, yeah, so that they were looking at selling their building and, you know, because they were growing. So then, um, and yeah, the agents were CBRE. Um, and yeah, the Josh Rutman, who's you know, I worked for for four years, basically was trying to list my mum's thing. And I think as part of trying to list it, she goes, "Oh, my, my kid's looking again." He goes, "Yeah, bring on down, <laughs> hey, get him on." I met him, and he goes, "Mate, we'll do work experience. We can give you a day a week." This is sort of like leading into October, like the busy months, 2015, and um, and about a week out from my, co- um, you know, I wasn't doing anything else. About a week out, and some paid work experience as well. Um, you listening to that, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> Getting red over there. In the same with the invoice, you know, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, one of the operations, like the head of the operations for the team called me and said, look, Liam, like, can you do anything? Can you do any, can you do more than one day a week? And they'll be sending out a few mail outs if they're asking me that. <laughs> so um, I said, I'll do five days. Yeah. And they were like, sure. I'm like, yeah, done so for three months leading to the year I did f- um, five days a week. You know, would have been 7 a.m. to 8, 9 p.m. Um, unpaid. Wow. Loving it. Like, really loving it. Like, new environment, like, high-paced. Yeah, it's good. Au- auctions on Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon. Like, you know, selling buildings in the CBD, you know, for millions and millions of dollars. You know, it was – I was just in awe, really, of it. Um, and a bit – and very sucked in. Very sucked in. Um, and then, yeah, they offered me a job at the start of next year as the database administrator. <laughs> um, so basically standing on their database and, you know, like I was doing, yeah, other things. I really loved auctioneering. I loved that. I just loved the show of, of the auction, you know. Um, you know. And they used to put the bells and whistles on. It'd be, you know, Elizabeth Street, Friday afternoon, booming. They've got two TVs, you know, with the bids. They've got speakers, mic'd up auctioneer. It's a full show. Yeah, it's 250 a people it? there. Like the agents walking around calling out bids. Like it was like, yeah. It was it was it was it was like art really yeah. to me, and um, yeah. So I slaved away for twelve months as a database administrator. You know, basically getting business cards chucked at you. Going, put that one in the database for me, mate. You know, like, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> and then they said, "Do you want to be an agent?" And I said, "You sure?" And they said, "Yeah, yeah, sure." And then so I, I worked as an agent for the next uh, two and a half years, and then and then sort of stepped away late. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, 
Not really. Nah, <laughs> nah. Like I did, I did. Like the 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 highs were high and the lows were low. Why yeah. were the highs high and why were the lows low? Oh, because you just you sell like you sell. Like I remember, the, I didn't sell anything for the first month, and my boss was up my ass. When are you going to sell anything? Yeah, you know, like yeah. It's a six a.m. Why aren't you here? Like blah uh, blah. Like you know. Um, walk us through how the campaign's going. You go, mate. Why haven't you done X, Y, and Z? So it's a brutal. It was a brutal awake, a brutal awakening for me. And then I did sell something about fifth month in, and he goes, mate. He goes, you you sold something quick, mate. He goes, I didn't sell something for the first twelve months. I'm going, you've been up my ass yeah. for four months. How good is that? Going, I, haven't slept, I haven't slept for the last four months. <laughs> 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 you bastard. And so you know, then you get yeah. So it was um, tough. I did a lot in South Melbourne. Yeah, tough market. Don't, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh don't go God. in the car with me in South Melbourne and go be like, yeah, sold that. Nah. Like 2.2 mil, I think we got for it. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I sold this whole Coventry, street. There's an office, there's an, there's an office, um, yeah, office building in Coventry Street, sold all of that in there. Park Street's good. Yeah, I did my damage in South Melbourne. That's great. I remember it was an interesting crowd around where we used to sell as well because a lot of a lot of brothels in, in South Melbourne still. So I remember we got we got asked to work, walk through one because a guy wanted to sell the building. Live, Jesus. Was that, was it in uh, action? Oh well, yeah. Well, <laughs> they uh, shut it down for yeah, five, did yeah, they? Yeah, had the airport in. Yeah, so working real estate. <laughs> working in real estate. It's the first thing you get. You go, Unbelievable. You get the brown, yeah, brown shoes. We had a rule: no brown in town. No, in, in Melbourne, you can't wear the brown shoes and blue suits. You, yeah. can't, you come in a grey suit or really? black suit. That's in your home. Yeah. So blue suits only. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, get the discounted MJ bail, 20% off. Yeah. You show your business card. Yeah. Guys going database administrator. You're getting looked after. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. That is fantastic. How much did, like, and if you can, just the second part of this question, just define the roles of the people that are within your business, obviously the founders, but yeah. how much did working in real estate and having a sales background actually assist when Bay Juice arrived? Oh, it's assist every day, really. Um, I, think, I think one thing I learned from my real estate days is that they were – they would get a good result and they wouldn't settle on the good result. You know, like there'd be times where, you know, like I remember, I'll tell you the story when I sold my first property. property. Um, it was level three at the 190 Coventry Street. Um, finally got a, a good bite um, and the guy put an offer in the same day. Now, the, the people wanted 55, uh, five, um, 550 grand for this floor um, and the offer came in at <clears throat> 580 which is already buff. So I was like, well, it's done deal. Tell it tell to the vendors, get get it signed today. And my boss goes, no, nah, no. Nah. And he goes, go back and ask for six. Oh. And I'm like- Greedy dog. I'm like, why? Yeah. I'm like, if we've already got 30 grand over then what they want, they'll be stoked. He goes, go back and ask for six. So they want a six in front of it. So I'll go back and go, yeah, they're, they're going to need, they're going to need a six in front of it to, to walk away from it. And the guy goes, all right, go, oh, give me 20 minutes. And I'm shit myself. The 20 minutes went for about three oh, hours. And I'm like, when's he calling back? Callback goes, yeah, fine. I'll do six, 600,000. And I was like, oh, it's amazing, right? Then we go out to the vendor's office to, to present this offer to them. And like, you were ready to blow their socks off. You're giving them 50 grand more than they asked for. And, um, yeah, anyway, we get there and um, my boss starts talking. He goes, look, we got an, we got an offer. It's 600000 I'm sitting there like so chuffed. You know, yeah, yeah, here comes the and he goes, <laughs> yeah, And he goes, I reckon we can get it higher. Oh, I'm sitting oh. there going under the table like that. And then we go out to the – and he, and, the, and even the vendors are like, nah, 600 is great. We'll take it. Done. And he's going, nah, nah, we'll get it. 
He goes, we'll get, we'll get more out of it. He sounds like an old mechanic, this bloke. Just yeah, yeah. the price. Yeah, yeah, I, know. I, know. I, felt like yeah, I was yeah, in the industry. I felt like a blonde chick walking up in my Suzuki Swift and he's telling me, <laughs> yeah, well, it's like that. Everything's done. Yeah, you're going to need all new fucking four wheels, all that kind of stuff. But I couldn't <laughs> fucking believe it. And I was sitting, I'm going, no, nah, let's do it. Anyway, um, we go outside and we call this bloke up and he's pretty furious. Yeah. Going, yeah, we thought he'd get it done at six, but probably going to come up. You don't need to come up 20 grand. Oh. Guy's going, he kicked. Me? And then about five minutes on the phone, he goes, yeah, fine. We'll do 620. We walk oh, back in it. and he signed it. Oh for like, God. you know, so I think to an extent, I'll learn a bit about that. You know, like, but it's probably, there's probably, we probably, like, to me, that was taking too much risk. I know you've got to have an appetite for risk in anything if you want to be successful. But, um, yeah, I sort of learned, you know, like, so... One great thing about working in real estate is you you wore the soles of your shoes off quite a bit. So early days with Bayjuice, that was that's how we got into retailers. Just going to IGAs, knock knock, speaking to the manager, yeah, put this on the shelf. You know, you've got the luxury can walk in and say there's nothing like it. You know, there's no other cream pear juice. People buying this product isn't going to steal sales off other products on the shelves, which is really important for them. Well, I think like if we're a juice, yeah. like I, I, I think the pitch with that is more so it's going to be a basket filler. So they will buy an orange juice. Add on, yeah. But they'll, they'll buy this because it's different. It's functional. It's, um, you know, or they'll come in and, you know, a lot of those IJs have the liquor section. Yeah. They're going to buy a six pack. Buy one make another eight bucks at the counter, mate. I, you just, know? I just thought of something. Is anyone, is anyone like getting the bay juice, squeezing it out and then throwing shots in it? Surely. Surely, uh, surely. Have you tried that? Yeah, I've done it with a bit of gin and stuff, and like you've been at events and you know, you've got the you know, the vodka lime sodas, you know, the VLSs, and um, <laughs> the VLS, the VLS, and um, yeah, you just pour it in there. But um, I think uh, yeah, it'd be nice to sort of come up with a bit of a cocktail or some sort of you know, like like a vodka Red Bull. You know, like I can't imagine Red Bull sell much. You know, in these, in the grocery store or in a 7 Eleven, you know, unless there's. Because even tradies coming in, like they're drinking the, the monsters and, you know, the V's and stuff. It, like, I can't imagine Red Bull sales would be, you know, that'd probably be enormous. But, you know, I mean, like, so it's the one, I think they would have dipped off from what, where they were. They make all their money in F1 and soccer teams and all this, you know, extreme sports stuff. So, um, but Saturday night at the pub. Yeah, he's doing. A, you're opening a lot of Red Bull cans for vodka Red Bulls, yeah. so be nice to come up with something along those I lines. I think you can. I think, and, and you are working at the pub just one day or two days a week, aren't you? Just yeah, like, a couple of days a week. Yeah, yeah. Loves yeah. It. he loves yeah. it. Yeah. Man. He's, he's a hustler. hustler. Yeah. We'll get into the. We'll get into more. Oh, about I, just that, want, I just want to own a pub. It's a, it's like it's like owning a church. Yeah. You know, it's it's it, 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 <laughs> it can't be the same. <laughs> Just minus the priest. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> not Dutch on that. But, um, but you know what I mean. Like, I mean, like, it's a community hub. You know, like, yeah. like, like not that you, you want to do it for this, but Brad and Nick, they're like celebrities in that joint. Like, yeah, everyone has got that hotel we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone everyone comes. You know, not that that's what you want to do, but you know, it's just great. It's you a just, great little community. Well, look, I'm on here because I work at this pub. I work at that pub. That's why I'm doing this podcast because I met you there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a great way to meet people. Mm. Um, and you get great, great stories. And great, great times at a pub. Oh, oh. You know, he's talking shit and drinking yeah. beer. Yeah, everyone's your mate. Hundred percent. And it's like it's the only place that you go in as well. Like it's not like a bar or like a club where people are going. They're already they're already there. You know, they're already intoxicated. Things like that. people walk in the pub sober, mm. yeah, most of the time, yeah. And they, you know, 
<clears throat> there's like eight locals who sit around there. Yeah, you'd be able to guess their name: Terry, Cashy, Rocket. Give me one more. Give me one more. Oh, no. <laughs> um, there's a, there's a Trev as well. There's a Terry. There's a, yeah, Cashy's great. Like, Cashy, I love yeah, that. Just, I love he that. comes he comes with a bag of coins. You know those bank bag of coins. <laughs> And he three fifty puts you know fifteen out of the table. He, he That's doesn't go home till they're all gone. Tills are overflowing. Then he grabs a bottle of sav for his missus on the way home. <laughs> but they're great. They're oh, honestly really? great. A little side story that Rocket as well, Silver Fox, you know, like and I reckon he might have a few 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 more pennies in the rest of it, right? Because he's he's always paying with hundreds. I said, mate, do you have a do you have a printer at home? I'm <laughs> <laughs> checking it up with a lot. You know, he goes, he goes, yeah, that's a good one though. I'll give you the duds, you know. So he um he'll like every now after about five, f- the six pot, he'll shout around for them all, and the rest of the boys hate it because they're like. Now I've got a buddy buyer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, Rocket. Like, well, I was paying for my own beers here. I was happy. <laughs> There's always one. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, the old rounds. So well, coming back, sorry, Tommy, just coming back to the, um, just the roles that you guys played, how did you define your strengths and how did you define who's doing what out of the founders? Yeah, well, I just think naturally it was like a time thing. Um, Tim was working a lot at his cafe. So, you know, I had a lot of spare time. So it was made sense for me to, um, and I, like, you know, I was more comfortable in sales than he was for sure. But it was, more, it was you know, made more sense for me. I had more time during the day to sort of go and knock on doors. Um, so I went down that sort of avenue a bit. Um, and then, yeah, Tim sort of, you know, looked after early days, looked after the social media sort of aspect. And we're always on LinkedIn as well, both hustling, you know, messaging, annoying people really yes. <laughs> on that plan. You touched on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's been special for you guys. Yeah. I just think every, every lead, every win that we've had for the business, you could sort of trace back to someone that we've sort of reached out to on LinkedIn. It's a very important tool. You know, it's not like, you know, Facebook, Instagram, where it's a bit creepy to sort of follow someone mm-hmm. or, you know, if you don't, if you've never met him. Um, you know, I think that's, you know, you're getting a bit of, you get a bit of trouble and, you know, I remember it was like, you know, early days of Facebook, you know, you'd add someone you don't really know as a mutual friend and they'd pop up on your wall or maybe just happened to me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who the fuck are you? Yeah. 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 Like, but LinkedIn's not like that, you know? So it's like, you know, you can reach out with someone and just say, Hey mate, this is what I'm after. Or we were pretty blown away as well. Early days with sort of the people on the platform willing to help us that you, we'd never met or. And willing to help us for free or, you know, intro us to someone. Like-minded people on there, I've found. Correct. People that really do follow, you know, you and your business and your ventures. 100%. On social media, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit of a fake lifestyle, to be honest, on Instagram. Mm. It's always highlights of how well you're going. And, yeah. You know, mm. it's that one highlight of the day. And yeah. You when you're sitting on the couch, you're like, fucking hell, they're hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. LinkedIn is a real, like, cultural-driven, you know, passionate people that want to support you. If they do connect with you and... Um, and you can obviously connect with people that know your friends and it's a, you know, as you said, like, I think we were discussing, um, some stuff for, for the podcast yeah. on LinkedIn. Yeah, you know? exactly. So you yeah. Can, yeah. It's all the same shit. It's just a different yeah, platform. Yeah. 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 Apart from pouring you uh, jugs and jugs of course at the, at the old, at the pub on Super Bowl <laughs> Monday, our first conversation was on LinkedIn. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so we, 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 everything like the, um, 
or they reach out to us, but our, our, we've got sort of consultants who help us with our retail stuff. You know, we we had had no, we'd, we'd had no, um, two no's from Dan Murphy's early days when we just sort, you know, we're, we're in a few, we're in a few IGAs here, you know, like we've got some runs on the board. Let's go after one of the big fish, you know. So we went after Dan Murphy's and they said, yeah, no, nah, to us, twice, basically. And it was as blunt as that, no. Nah. Um, did you did you communicate with these retailers via LinkedIn, or were you on a phone call nah. with the people? Well, or? yeah, you, you do. You do it. Yeah, you add them. You, you add them. The category managers. You can jump on and hustle them. Um, they're pretty busy people. Like, yeah, were they responsive? Busy. Given your smaller brand at the time. Yeah, but they're respond. Yeah, they are. They're responsive enough. You know, they sort of say, "Look, mate, jump on you priority, know. mate. They got you down the bottom at the yeah, 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 like, yeah. You do know when you become a yeah. priority. Yeah, yeah, they sort of like you, you basically wearing with a good chance. We're, we're good now because we're having sort of email uh, relationships with with these buyers. But early days, it's a LinkedIn message. Go, this is a link to what they call a partner hub, and you, you set up a profile and you basically wait for the range review to come up. You know, we say, well, we're looking at the fridge here for you know non liquor in Dan's. Mm. If you um yeah you got to be in it to win it basically, um yeah put something yeah put a deck together a little snazzy sort of deck, um submitted it and that was just a no twice and then the we got a trial with them in August twenty twenty, um which oh, was wow. it's the foot in the door yeah trial with them sixteen stores ten here in Vic and it worked well yeah so what was that that's what uh, a year a year and a bit into when you got your first shipment pretty much yeah so yeah. it's a pretty quick uh, turnaround yeah it sounds quick big. it does it felt like felt longer than that but <laughs> sure, um, yeah and uh i think yeah but to my point with linkedin you know the two consultants who uh help that side of the business and maintain relationships with us you know with with our category managers and people you know who are decision makers at woolies and dan's and stuff um who have worked in in those businesses? You know, they'd worked for Jabani's, um, so they'd worked in. Uh, they'd worked. Some of them had worked. For, a couple of them had worked for Coles. In um, you know, we you know, deciding what goes on the shelves because that's basically all it is, really. Like it's like the Premier League. It's like you know, three go down, you know, three go up. You know, like you know, <laughs> right. um, three get deleted, three go. You know, so there's, and there's not much. And and sometimes some years will be like, well, everything's performing well. We're we're not looking. We don't have any room on the shelf. Um, it's a bit of timing then. Yeah. So we, we, yeah, August 2020, we got a, a 16, these guys pitching to us, you know, and they, they reached out to us on LinkedIn and we had a meeting with them and bang, you know, they're representing the brand, you know, going to, you know, setting up these meetings for us, you know, they, we didn't understand the process around it. That's what we, you know, we could, we could pitch the brand passionately. We could tell you how we're going, but in terms of the process, which is really important, you know, it's sort of like understanding, you know, what you know, where you should go in commercials wise with, you know, what you're offering price point for them and things like that. And, you know, making sure you're still making money in the end. And, you know, you always, the first offer's never really often accepted. And then there's negotiations, but you got to learn more, you know, about that. And then you learn about promotions and, you know, what you sort of like, what the two different tiers of promotions are. And you know, so it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a nuts world really, like how it all works. And, you know, you do half price promotions. We did one of those, and our numbers went from four units first offer week to thirteen units. You know, like yeah, so. Yeah. You know, the the margins obviously you know, cut quite a bit for that. Um, house always wins. The house always wins. We so. got to clip all these metaphors up, right? Yeah, we're seriously. Yeah, yeah. We, just, we missed the one before. We're just yeah, running these. Like, we got to clip that on TikTok. We're actually on a bar, mate. Yeah, 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 that's why you're right. The pub. That's pub chat. Yeah. How how difficult were were some of these discussions? Like, I can imagine being you. You obviously really wanting to get in some of these major retailers. Was 
Was it a bit daunting? What were what were some of the big challenges for you through that negotiation or sales process? Well, we talk a lot about um, obviously you know our, our you know, from a sixteen store trial in Dan Murphy's, and then we sort of had a, had a go at Woolies and thought, oh, range of views coming up. Let's ask a question, and like positive from the get go, they're coming back and asking us about pricing and things like that, and all of a sudden they're um, yeah they've said yes to us, and That's- we're you know we don't have many units here as well, you know, like, so going into, you know, a thousand stores, like that, going, going from, you know, a hundred to a thousand, your distribution has to change real quick, real quick. And we just weren't ready for it really. Um, So they sort of just put us in half the stores early doors and just so we could get stock in, just order stock. And we're lucky with the manufacturer, you know, where they just say, say, we need two containers now and they go, right, done. What are the turnaround times on a fresh shipment? So say tomorrow, I need more. It was four weeks. Now with, you know, how busy the ship lanes are with, you know, sort of, I think we're coming off it a little bit, but there was a lot of shit. There's a bit of a shit show there for the last six months with COVID. You know, we're getting 40 foot containers in, we're paying 12 grand, you know, a year and a half ago. Now we're paying 24. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I think we fly our sunnies through, you know, fra- in the air now, like, yeah. just get them here quicker because it just takes so long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, you got, you, so you need to be really organized. And we, I've heard you talk about the consultants that come on. Yeah. You mentioned them already. Have they really helped you with all the structures? Yeah. And, and I guess just being, you know, just planning six months in advance or I don't know how they well, do it for you, but the, <laughs> the finances, what are they doing from a day-to-day basis? Yeah, so there's forecasting for forecasting, sure. Yeah. Um, but the thing with, uh, with the other thing with these big retailers is data is so, you know, important for that, you know, how are we going on the shelf and how are we going today? Not how we, you know, they'll give you, they'll give you sales data over the last month, but you know, it's two weeks, you know, it's, we're yeah, already two weeks fresh. ahead. So, mm-hmm. so how are we going? So, you know, we had, had a yes from Liquorland um, last December. They were going to put us in 800 Liquorlands and first choice liquors, which is amazing for us. Yeah, you know, well 700, 700, 800 stores, um, you know, First twelve months for us is a million bucks revenue, like that's how that's you know that's just on just the first twelve months in that store, so it's you know life changing money for us. That's incredible. Um, But um, yeah, so we got we we ordered the house down in December. We were out of stock late October, early December for we got you know three hundred thousand units in, thinking that'll get us in, and we'll, we'll you know through the Christmas period, through January, and then end of Jan is when we were going to start of Feb. We were going to go into Liquorland, and you know. From the get go, that's the biggest order they'll do because they got to put stock on all the shelves, um, and yeah, we sold. We were we were out of stock on the tenth of Jan. Like you know, if in three, in four weeks we'd done three hundred thousand units. Wow! But we just didn't know that was going to happen. Which is not the worst thing. Four, it's not the worst. And what thing. are they selling at um, retail price? So they're four bucks at Woolies. Four just, bucks. Yeah, on yeah so on your average day. units at four bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do the math, mate. That's, 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 that's frightening. So yeah. like it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. So, you know, it's just, but we didn't expect that to happen. And unfortunately, a byproduct that, you know, you, you said before, said it's not a bad thing. It isn't. But then um, Liquorland say, were you ready to go? And so, no, we're not. We don't have enough stock. Um, and then they go, and we're like, well, push it back a bit. And they said, no, nah, we'll see you at the next range of you. So, you know, right. so, so, you lose the deal. Right. so you lose a deal. So, yeah, we lost that one. So yeah, that's it's a kick in the guts. Like I think you know, we go back and say you know, look at the positives from it and say what well, they said yes to us. You know, now when we can go back in you know, six months' time um, and go back and you know pitch to them again, you know, hopefully we'll have six months more of sales data, which will have improved from the last time we pitched to them. We'll be in a better position with stock, um, 
and we'll be ready to kill it for them. But yeah, like, so yeah, you got one hand and you got Woolies. It's funny. It's, it's the hardest thing about starting something. It's the balance of, you know, how well you're going to go. And it's, I mean, I do it as well. Like the orders, like, yeah, well, what if, but what if, you know, what if mm. we go really well? And then you go, oh, but what if we, what if we over order? Then we're going to get, you know, to get clear it. And you're balancing all these kind 100%. of forecasts. I kind of feel like it's such, that's such a stiff result. You know, you've, oh, it's I'm, unlikely. I'm, I'm, but in saying that, you'd go back to them, I'd imagine, and say, look how well we did. We've now learnt from our lesson. Give yeah. us one more chance. Oh, and we'll be going back blaming the shit out of COVID as well. Last, you yeah. know, with that, you know, we can look because that's the, the beauty about it's not just us having this problem with shipping and stock and yeah, the stock. whole world, the whole world. So you know, you can walk in. There's times you're walking in the supermarkets and you know the freezer section is nothing there and mm. like you know so everyone's experiencing so it's not just geez these beiges bugs are gonna get their shit together with it they're going oh the beiges boys are having the same issues as everyone so else you, you know so yeah. so have you loaded up for units loaded up you're loading <laughs> up loaded and up. You're just- our manufacturers about about to shut down for six weeks to basically upgrade their system so instead of doing 50,000 units a week for us they could do 30,000 a day for us wow yeah okay so that's, that's all new machines is it yeah so yeah it's the basically the they can fill the juices up, you know, 100,000 a day, but the, the machine to put the cap on it. Is that the one? Yeah, we're the only product that really does it with them. So they're, they're just going, you know, we'll pay for it. We'll do it. We just got to close for six weeks to do it, you know, so. Jeez, that's a spanner. How interesting is that just for the cap? Well, the little things, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're ahead of their time with that cap. Yeah. Well, exactly. So, you know, it's... It looks like plastic as well, people. It's not a single. I just want to say that it's not a single-use plastic. It's like an aluminium can, essentially. So it's recyclable. So did yeah. you guys instantly start? Did you start as an online store? Yeah, was but that- we the first place we you could buy our product was on the Endeavor Marketplace, which is Dan Murphy's online, which is essentially right. an endless shopping aisle for them. Like you could start brewing a beer in your bathtub. Put a label on it and get it sold through Endeavor Marketplace. Okay. And probably. then the place, <laughs> oh, really? So you're just putting it on. They're getting all the data. They're getting everything. Are they handling? Yeah, you, like you, you can go on the Endeavor Marketplace website um, and basically submit your product, and you know, within a week, you you can be up there selling for sure. That's crazy. Yeah. So then, when was the play? It was. I mean, it might have always been a play, but you said kind of you didn't really have a business plan early, but to get it into retail stores, and then how many retail stores are you guys in now? Um, just over 3,000, yeah. It's massive. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, what year is it now? Well, since we've been in, yeah, it's year, year four now. You need year, year four, four now. Did you just ask what year it is? No, I meant what year they in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got the question. Yeah, yeah. Brayden thought that too. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a chuckle that, over there. Wake up. Wake up over there. Jeez, I'm not that dumb, I man. I got 28 at me, ATAR. <laughs> Did you get 28? Yeah, I was listening yeah, to your not, podcast about ATAR. Yeah, yeah. That makes me laugh because I, I slept I think Timmy exam. got the state secret. You know, they got yeah. a little asterisk. I don't think he even knows what he got. I got a 55. My mum just opened the door and said, you passed. That's actually not a bad question, do the old ATAR question. Yeah, the ATAR. The reason was I slept in my exams, which obviously just murders your score. And um, I'll never forget it, mate. We're at the footy club and I was- <laughs> Sleeping in your Yeah, yeah. arrogance. We'll do that. Well, the draft that's was- the draft Yeah, was like that's two, true. The arrogance. Pretty much, Tyler, you're going first round. So I thought, oh, fuck school. This is literally nah, the mindset. Yeah, but of course you would. Like, yeah, well, yeah, not yeah. really though, mate. This is what bit me in the art. Well, not yeah. really, but went to, um, you know, get picked up thinking, oh, first round pick at, you know, at Freo. I'm going all right. Little did I know, like Lockie Neal's pick 76 and he's much better than me you know it doesn't really matter what pick you go yeah and you get don't, and- don't take this the wrong way though but like you sleep in your exams it, you, you weren't throwing away an easy 90 like surely like 
you weren't going to go amazing oh, anyway. Nah, nah, yeah, nah, nah. So, 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 yes. so I'll put it all my eggs the in. No, no, no. Between twenty just, and fifty. Exactly. Yeah, it's just funny, like it's funny not. story. No, I didn't give. I don't, mate, yeah, couldn't yeah. give a flying. Yeah, I'm yeah. intelligent in certain ways, but doing yeah. school was just not enjoyable. Anyway, and then um, we're at the club and everyone's got their scores and everyone's like, you know, here we go. And yeah, all the first years, about six of us, everyone's uploading there. Here it comes, here it comes. And I just remember like everyone had got their scores and I hadn't fucking got mine yet. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then I logged in. I didn't even have to log into me thing. Finally got it. I'll never forget because mine took so long everyone's crashed around they're like right let's have a look and it's like your ATAR score and it's coming up and there's this circle of death kind of thing it's going around it's like your score is below 30 click this link to see your score I'm like what's that mean is that good they're like nah mate that's bad I'm like what do you mean so I clicked it it's like 28.45 and I was like fuck is that a- and then everyone was like this guy's so fucking bad oh, the deception killed me mate it killed me straight away like this guy's so stupid where was that at was that Frio yeah Frio yeah, yeah. yeah. and I remember like I think it was one of the old boys like, he was he's really good bloke he's a yeah. ripper I remember yeah. like having a laugh about it and he goes it was a, he goes it's nothing to be proud of mate <laughs> <laughs> he's probably taking the piss and I was like oh no yeah, yeah. I think I fucked up here yeah. <laughs> and then I, who was your coach at the time Ross Lyon yeah see Ross is good uh, Ross came into um He's he's good mates with, and he's actually in business now with my Xbox, Mark Weisel. So yeah, you know you know actually who I worked with at Soapy, Zach Dawson. Oh, so Dawson's at uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, I worked yeah, with yeah. Zach for he's a, he's a ripper, ripping fella, absolutely ripping fella. I did uni with him, so it's funny how oh, it all comes full yeah, circle because right. he couldn't he couldn't um whatever you call it come over to all his uni down here we didn't translate over there in WA, so oh, we had to no. like start again anyway. And then um yeah, so I had to do courses to get into uni. So just for anyone out there that does get twenty eight on their ATAR, there's you can actually get back into uni so I did all the courses diplomas all the rest of it that was the pain point you know you think if you're going to go to uni you got to go do the courses so I got back in and lucky enough Dawson was in me you know we're doing oh, we're doing our degree together I want to degree the fucking commerce yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of units there and then yeah. say sayonara mate it wasn't for me <laughs> gee whiz what a boring boring process oh. universities oh, and this is what we're talking about because you went to uni and you just center. gave it up straight away what was yeah. the one thing you just couldn't handle oh I just I just wasn't like I just wasn't ready for school again. That's what I felt yeah, like. Just, I just like get like finishing year twelve was the biggest monkey off my back. Like yeah. you know, because I was just like the whole way through. I was like, this sucks. You but feel the, like when you're at school as well. 12, it's never day, end. day one at school. Just the subjects, man. I, yeah. I got a. I'm, I'm a big believer that it's just outdated. Yeah, it's a so hundred year old system. And it, that's why I like sharing because you don't have to get a good score to be successful. It's great that you know you didn't give your stuff either and didn't go to uni. You can do. Yeah. you can do anything. You also really. avoided a lot of debt probably after bouncing for three days. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Oh, that's another thing. You got to pay all the. Mate, that's that back. Jesus. It's ongoing for but a like, while. Day one at school, I was like, this sucks. Day. Oh, it depends, it depends when when PE comes around. Yeah, Why can't we do this again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just need Elliot Loney's voice over there, oh. PE teacher. Yeah, no, absolutely enjoyed PE. Yeah. PE was great, hundred percent. Second favorite subject at school. Oh. I don't have a I was second. Actually good. I was actually, I actually enjoyed math when I yeah. got real deep into the, you know, the, they give you the, you know, how to do it and you just keep getting deeper, deeper, deeper. And then the worst part was, all right, guys, now do your homework. It's like, fuck that. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, I know. We've been here for six hours. If you didn't, if you didn't teach us what you wanted to yeah, do, we're going to go home. My time now. It's golden. That's golden. But they've done well, the schools, because they've got it into the parents. They're like, homework, get stuck. Like, yeah. this, no, this, is, this, is a, this isn't a nine to five. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, look, we're, we're done at three o'clock. As soon as I walk out the gates, I'm not thinking about it until I <laughs> yeah. come back here tomorrow. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so true. Funny. We used to have like um, in, in maths, you know those maths textbooks? That, that oh, like, the thickest textbook thick, in Australia. But at the yeah. end, they have the answers to the question. Do exercise 13 for us? Yeah, no worries. <laughs> they actually five did, minutes, yeah. Yeah. But you have to show the formula sometimes so the Please process. Please go back of the book. Yeah. <laughs> 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 As the teacher's giving out like an... He's one of the best founders in the country with a private who him talking about his school experience. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah, that's exactly right. How dumb is that having the answers in the back of the book? Absolutely. Of course. Like, <laughs> and you got to pay like, that much cash. Even, even in, you know, don't want to say the N-word, but even the nerds, I reckon, you know, like we're, we're there, even the nerds who were in the in class were going, you know what, I reckon I'm, I'm going to give the brain the night off. <laughs> <laughs> just go to back of the book. Go to back of the book. Like, you know, it's just absolutely. Like, I'll tell you what, don't do I was in the, when I was in one of the exams, I just couldn't be bothered doing it. And obviously it was going to sleep. So I just looked right and copied the circle. You know, you just copy the patterns of the multiple choice. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That doesn't work. One of my mates, he'd done pretty well on the sack mainly because he cheated throughout year 12 <laughs> in legal studies. I want to name him. No, don't name him. I want to name him. <laughs> so he had it, shame. But, but he was it, worst subject. It, like, it, it was his worst subject, but he, he, he got A's like pretty much the sacks just by bringing car, you know, cards in, got away with it for six of them throughout wow, the year. That's oh. incredible. So that's he was on track, but he, in the exams, it's a different. You haunted, don't want to be haunted. Yeah, yeah. More tests on so, the exam. You can't. You can't cheat in exams. It's so, impossible. Nah. So, so he faked a panic attack at the start of the exam and got out of the exam, and then basically got you know a median score or something. You know, you get a but. You, you <laughs> they basically they square it off. You know, it'd be like it'd be like hitting six hundred six hundred Augusta three days straight in the last day. Go nothing. Then they give you another six hundred for, <laughs> for the final round. You know what I mean? Like. Wow. So he ended up getting like, you know, like a 40 in, in legal studies. That is one of the greatest stories we've ever on this podcast. We're, we're, in, we're in the exam room going, you fucking know exactly <laughs> what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't, you've got to keep it really quiet. Uh, yeah, you've yeah, yeah. pissing yourself. But I, like I felt it. I knew a couple of people, you know, we weren't angry at him. We're going, fuck, I should have thought of that. <laughs> Once someone's pulled a panic attack, you can't you can't be a company. <laughs> no, 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 no. Three even pulled yeah, a panic yeah, attack yeah. in five minutes. Yeah, it must be a very switched on unit. Yeah. I must say. Oh, mate, I've that's never a, heard anything like that's, that. That's one of the great stories on this podcast. Yeah, he's done well. I thought you were going to say he faked the panic attack, went out, got the answers, and come back. But you've nah, just nah, he's nah, pretty nah. much been. Nah, he got excused from the you know, the two and a half hours of that. They didn't shit. make him reset another time. <laughs> nah, or nothing. Nah, there you go, Jimmy. Panic attacks, mate. Get the brown bag out, mate. Oh, that's brilliant. Now, um, one, Tommy, do you want to ask some of your, your sections here? Well, we've kind of gone, gone on it and you talk a bit of shit, but we do get back to the topics. Just the challenges and learnings you've, even throughout your life so far, but now that you do Bay Juice, what have you, what have, what has been the most challenging thing? I thought to myself, if I was in your shoes, you know, maybe the, the language barrier might be tough, but there could be anything with a small team, you know, being lonely or the growth phase and, you know, even you've just touched on, you know, I guess how well you did the first order, but you couldn't fulfill the second order with a major, yeah. um, you know, retailer. Like, what else is there that you've you've come across that you haven't shared so far? Um, I think one of the one of the challenges for us really has been, you know, we've sacrificed paying ourselves a wage for four years. You know, only just now have we put ourselves on some cash for this. So, yeah, I do I do love hospitality, but you know, 
a lot of it's a lot of it's it's it comes down to ego, you know. Really, I think like it sort of you know controlling that because you go, I'm 27 here, I'm working around 20 year olds in hospital, you know, my mates are coming in here slaving away, but they all think I own this booming business, and the business is booming. But you know, so much. Why is it booming? Was because we have you know we've sacrificed you know 200 grand a year on wages. We go, let's put that into marketing. Mm. for four years so that's been sort of sort of challenging to because the other thing is you know um and now now i've sort of got the process you know a lot of it's coming down to you know you don't have like a boss like you might have in other jobs where they sort of say and like you know you, you're fairly independent in in real estate but you go these are the things you got to focus on you know you it's all up to you you got to do all the thinking mm. you know what should i do this week to you know cover this spare eight hours i've got you know like that's sort of you know how can i feel that time and and you know grow the brand and brand and, you know, be productive and things like that rather than just doing fuck all. So, um, yeah, a lot of that's come down and then, you know, you work like for the cat for three years at Tim's cafe, I did Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights. I didn't have a weekend. So I could have the week free to do Beiju stuff, you know, go out a couple of nights on the week, on the weeknight just to fucking, you know, because I'm not going to be like a Mark Wahlberg where I'm, you know, Mm. Up at four in the gym eight times, seven yeah. breakfast, eight showers at four, seven a.m. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? So it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of an exaggeration, yeah, 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 but you know, what I, you, you know what I, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, um, so yeah, we did that, but then you're also giving away your, your weekend, um, and then you know you've sort of also burning a lot of gas. You know, working in hospital on your feet. You know, like it's yeah, it's a pretty fast paced environment um, when it when when the when the joint's busy. How um, was your um social life just through that period? Like, did did you kind of give that up in a sense, or was uh, Beiju's kind of clashing yeah, like, with it as well? Yeah, like one of the good things that Tim Tim's moved up to Burley. Like, you know, we're not so reliable on each other at the moment. You know, we spread our wings a bit more because you know because we were on the same. It was the same routine. It was you know work at his cafe on the weekend so we could have meetings, you know, and, you know, sort of, I suppose, you know, be in touch with people connect, in our yeah. industry and connect with mm-hmm. people in our industry. It had to be a, you know, a weekday thing. You know, you can't be, great, we got Saturday off, finally. Let's go and, you know, speak, try and reach out to some of the calls. It's not going to happen because they're not they're going to be there. So, you know, we were sort of really big on, you know, just us doing the weekends, smashing the weekends. But then you also underestimate, you go, get to Sunday, you go, great, like, finish my work because it feels like work. Um, but then you've actually got to get back on the horse and mm. and, and grow this, this brand that's not paying you because you can't afford to pay yourself at this stage or whatever it is. Um, but, yeah, it's got to be done. Huge sacrifice. That's massive, mate. That's Huge like, Yeah, I think, like, yeah, I think the first, uh, like, after the, sh- you know, in a way when the first shipment came, it felt like job done. Yeah. Which is the hardest part because you're like, now this is where the risky stuff starts. Um, Absolutely. Just but, on that second order, how risky did you go? Same again. Uh, yeah. Load it up. Yeah. Well, the great thing is our shelf life's 18 months. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's fantastic. That's awesome. 100%. I was reckoning early days, I was speaking to this uh, chick who was like, you know, I was making a bit of song and dance about us going into, on LinkedIn, I was going into, you know, IJs and here we are, I was taking photos with the managers, like, this is me best, mate. You know? <laughs> 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 Wheeling and dealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wheeling and dealing. And like, it was good. You, you, do, you do, you build up great relationship with these, these blokes. And now, you know, our first IGA, um, yeah, we're in ALM now, which is, you know, they're basically a warehouse for products that go into IJs and stuff. And then the manager jumps on the portal and he orders stock from ALM and then the warehouse drops it off. They don't actually have a sales team putting you in. So you actually got to go and get some stores, 
yourselves and then send a pallet to ALM so it actually sells through. But yeah, our first retailer, well, big IGA retailer was just around the corner, Turak Road, South Yarra. Um, and yeah, like he still calls me that bloke and um, fantastic. That's awesome. It just changed managers, unfortunately. But yeah, he just calls me and he goes, I'll get 10 boxes. I said, order 20, mate. And he goes, all right, done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So yeah, you got to do that a bit, but um, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool all the relationships you make and stuff like that. But it is cool, man. You get to meet heaps of people. You definitely love you know socialising. That's which the is, best part about business. Some of the relationships you. Well, hundred percent. Well. You got to make it cool as well, because at the end of the day, if you work, if you're a manager at IGA or Foodworks, it's a nine to five for you. You're not there, for, you know. To do maybe, but you're not there because you're like, I want to be a manager of a supermarket. It's my passion. Like, surely not. So, um, you know, so it's just, a, it's just a paycheck for them, which is fair enough. Like, you know, we all like work jobs that we don't like, but you got to pay the bills some way or another. So, you know, if you can go in and be like, this is my product and, you know, sort of get them involved. No, we're, we're not, we're not round. You know, you'd be taking a big chance on us, you know, we'd appreciate it, you know, all this kind of stuff and sort of, I sort of humanize it, you know, make, mm. tell the story a bit more, which we've always been good at selling our story more than the product. Right. Important to sell yourself as well. Uh, sell to yourselves and sell yourselves more than anything. Um, you know, you get one or two who will put you on the shelves because they go, you know, you know what, I like this bloke. <clears throat> you know, he's having a crack. Yeah, face to face, and the Zoom meetings are done almost. Yeah, I hope they are. I don't understand people work like if you're a. This is one. This is something that grinds my gears. A lot. I said a bit on LinkedIn recently. Those big companies that are going, we're going down to a four-day, we've announced that we're going down to a four-day work week and all the staff are stoked. Of course they're fucking stoked. Mm. <laughs> You've got a three-day week. I know there's probably research and stuff out there that, you know, suggests, you know, that people are more productive over four days. And f- but people that go going to work for that biz- uh, business now, knowing they're getting a three-day, are they going to work for you for the right reasons? Mm. Probably not. Yeah. Because I'm going there going Monday to Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I get Saturday, the same paycheck and I work I get the same stuff. pay, you know. I just don't think they should be deserving a round of applause. I think we have to look at a bit more as why. Like, why weekends? So weekends are great because there's, they feel rare, you know, it's because they're, they're shorter than the week. That's what makes a weekend special. And then when you get a long weekend, like we've just had, it's Christmas. Mm. But so it's kind of just like, what's going on? What's when has working five days a week become an issue? It's more the quality of work. I'm a big believer that I've been speaking to a few mentors in my space, and one of them, not really, you know, recently, and he talks about how he's changed his life with his, you know, just his routine, like a five to nine thirty routine, and you know, he spends the first five to five a.m. to ten a.m. like on him, on his personal development. Yeah, and he reckons he's never been more productive from from ten to one. He goes to get more done in that three hours than I would in the whole day. Yeah. Because he's meditated, he's exercised, he's cleared his mind, he's mm. he's done his journaling, he's done everything, his diet's immaculate, his sleep's great, his routine's fantastic. So this whole four day, five day, whatever it is, comes really down to the, you know, the like, individual. The individual, the routine, the love of the job, the actual vision for the company, the goals for you, you know, yourself and the company and where you sit and um, yeah, I always getting a mates for the nine and five because it's like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but if you've got a dream and you're, and you're sitting, you know, I'd say, Jimmy, you've got a big dream over there. You want to do something, just do it. Mm, don't, just don't, do don't, it. don't just, don't just go work because you know, you've been told that that's what you got to do. You got to go to school. You got to go to uni. You got to go get and get a job. And then what, you're going to be 30 mm. and you're going to say, fuck, I wish I started that Bay Juice when I was 18. I never said, well, I reckon as well, like I've said it before, 
I used to get on the train at 7 a.m. Yeah, to go to Xavier, you know, from bloody Ascot Moody Pines, you know, an hour and a half trip every morning. Um, a lot of miserable people on the train in the morning. Yeah. I actually ran a test on this because I, I really despise catching trains. I don't despise public transport because it, it's actually quite efficient, in, particularly in some parts of the world. Like the oh. tube in the UK is more efficient than driving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, uh, I ran a, a, like a little exercise on it when I, I always used to listen to music mm. because I was like, just, you know, it's what you do. And then one day I was like, I'm just going to turn my music off and listen to the train. And mate, you could hear a pin drop going to work every morning I do it and it was just like motivation of like I don't I don't want to catch a train mm. whatever I do I don't want to catch yeah. it because it's just everyone's just fucking unhappy yeah I just say this to my parents I lived in Riddles Creek and went to um, EKC so it was yeah. like for the last two years of school and mum would drive me to Tullamarine dad would pick me up then drop me off at school mm. and they were like mate you can get the bus and I'm like I think I did it twice and I'm like, I'm not getting the bus. I fucking hate it. <laughs> just like, the, again, it's a lot of time sitting around. You got to catch another one. Get, I don't know. I just, just didn't enjoy it. And the same reasons. Like I'd sit there and just be silent for You get in a hours. bit of a bad mood as well. Like you see, you see like people clashing over, oh, that was my seat or move over or this or that. And all of a sudden there's, yeah. and you just, your energy's off. Oh, especially if you're like, a school kid as well, you're not getting a seat. Oh yeah. You throw, nah, your, nah. You throw your bag next year. year. I'm like, <laughs> if there's a pregnant woman or an old lady who looks like she can't walk, who gets on the train, I will get up for it. Yeah, if you are up. a 35 year old bloke in a suit, you're fucking standing, mate. Yeah. I'll go to you first. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh man. And why, the core exercise on some of these things as well. You're flying around. But I, it, I think a lot of people just, you know, but let's just, Talk about on the flip side. I've been in New York and on the train, you're catching nothing but the train. They're doing full yeah. circus shows. Folks are doing Mate, yeah, so it's, a, not, it's different in different the, places. You're right. the, 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 the culture over there, like you know, you might oh. have the next Justin Bieber just sitting yeah, next yeah, to you, yeah. tip him, get off. It's unbelievable. Yeah, now just to come, come back to this because we love, um. One of the things we love in and Aces in Business is like the wild experiences, the pinch yeah. yourselves moments. And and we've had some pretty crazy ones so far, but has there been any sort of moments for Bay Juice where you've turned a real corner or you've had to pinch yourself? Yeah, the Woolies deal is game changing for us, really. That's because that gives your brand, you go, oh, because I like it. I think a lot of people, and you know, understandably look at our product and be like, reduces hangovers, get fucked. No way that work, that works, you know? Um, but there's also, so you, you, you align yourself with a brand like Woolies and you go, well, this supermarkets back this hangover. I can route, only yeah. imagine the, the I can only imagine yeah, the, the punter on the street saying, Fuck off, mate. Yeah. And then go, well it's stocked in Woolworths and they'll go, yeah. Fucking is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they go, it must be good. Yeah, hundred percent. So it gives your brand a lot of credibility. Yeah, sure. Um and then you walk in this you walk around this you, you know, you, everyone's been walking around the supermarket for years, you know, like since yeah, you since you you were a kid and your mum would push you in the bloody trot that you'd sit in that fucking uncomfortably wire thing that just like as much your as, ass but as, um as much <laughs> as that's like a massive moment for, for you because for us on the outside we're like oh they're, they've, they've made it they're there but for you now is it like you know how do we stay there like is there so much work you guys got to do to stay on there keep it relevant um, keep yeah absolutely it's definitely a scary first six months there but you know this is like some advice uh, you know if I was to give advice to someone starting a, you know, a product like ours or, you know, just anything, you just got to be a yes man because, you know, you know, or you're a yes woman, you know, like basically you've just got to just try things. You know, if you don't have the money to do this, you know, marketing campaign, you, you know, beg, borrow, hustle, you know, do whatever to get it to, or just say yes and work it out when the invoice comes, you know. So um, just because what's that uh, allowed, you know, our business to do is to really just find out what works, you know? So first 12 months of Woolies, you know, we try A, B and C, you know, one of them is, you know, doesn't the sales, you know, not sure. 
let me do a, 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 a campaign on TikTok, 15 grand, put it into that. Um, and the Woolies buy courses and goes, what the fuck's going on? The sales are just shot through the roof. Yeah. So that's a hard thing as well. Like if you're running an e-commerce business, you can track the customer from, you know, when they got out of bed to, you know, when they bought your product. That's how amazing this data is. On the shelf, not so much. You can, you know, you, you can't find out who, you can't find out, you know, who bought it, where they, li- you know, where they fucking live, you know, like how they got there. All you know is that they were in the supermarket and they picked it off the shelf. That's all you know. But you can make some pretty sort of, I suppose, accurate assumptions to be like, right, we've just done a $15,000 TikTok campaign, you know, where we've given it to all these influencers and the influencers are great because, you know, it's just like you get a lot of organic reach from it as well because this one guy posts a, a video and he gets, you know, a thousand comments and each comment, they're like, you know, he's like, where's, where can I buy this? Where is this? Blah, blah, blah. And he's commenting saying it's $4 at Woolies, mm. chill section at Woolies. So he's doing all the work for you. So you can sort of make an assumption, right, because we did that. But now we know, you know, we're going into a new re- retailer. We want to make a big song and dance about it. Well, what are the five things that we have to do that we know we can take ourselves from here to here? Um, and that's because we've also done nine, ten things more that have just been basically pit- we should have just thrown the money down the toilet. Trial and error. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trial and error. Yeah, yeah. Until so you find the sweet spot. 100%. So you just, yeah, you just got to work out, you know, and sometimes things will work better than others and sometimes things won't work and then they'll work at, you know, at different stages. But it's, you know, we think we've got a pretty bulletproof formula to launch a product in a retailer now where we know we can be sustainable in that retailer and not only be sustainable and they have the retailer going you know, patting you on the back. And they're, and they're, yeah, it's tough love from a retailer as well. They're never, never going, but you guys are fucking killing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're going, we're happy with the performance. Yeah. Yeah. About 30 kick turn. Yeah. You played your role. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's what we expect. Yeah, no, definitely. We'll get the review. Baby, fucking roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won us the game. Uh, the paper is yeah. best on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that's a great lesson, though. So it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a bit like that. So, um, yeah, if you're if you're in the game for, to get words of affirmation from a retail, it's not going to happen. It's a but, ruthless industry. Yeah. But, That's um, fantastic. Just but, on that. So, TikTok's been really strong. Yeah, TikTok. Well, it's, it's funny, you guys, what you, you sort of, you guys oh, looked mate, at each other like you, oh, we're oh, talking mate, about we've got a, we've got yeah. a love. We've got a love brewing with TikTok. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't actually have the app on my phone. It's but, pretty, pretty addictive. It's obviously fast paced, but it's, um, yeah, it's a bit It's different. just breaking the dimensions of all the other ones, I think, and it's really challenging. Right. Other ones to catch up. I mean, the algorithms and stuff of what you can, how quickly it picks up what you're interested in. Um, you can make money off it. Yeah. The way you can go live, promote businesses. Well, the reason um, we, we got on it is because we got a call from a, an agency in Queensland and they said, look, have you guys done anything on TikTok? And we're like, nah. They go, you got, you got like a million million views on your hashtag on hashtag Bayjuice. Wow. And like, we hadn't done anything on TikTok. Did we didn't you, even did have, you have yeah, you no account, any, nothing? No, nah, nothing. But people, people just smashing people just it and smashing it on the thing, yeah. Wow. So like, yeah, a million views, impressions, or whatever it's called, you know, yeah. like that's what we had on it. And so, yeah, we had a, we had a good head start for it's sure right. on it. Yeah. Just on that, so you've obviously got, you know, the three co-founders and now you're in year four. Mm. You, you just spoke about the people up in Queensland. Do they handle all your kind of activations with marketing? Like what, how many people involved in the business now? And there's a few, it- yeah, there's a lot. Like there's more shareholders. Like we've just, we're 
just about well, like we're, there was a deal announced last year that's um, you know um, with the Untitled Group. Oh yeah, yeah. So those boys running obviously big events and mm. um, you know they had a tough time during COVID, obviously, but you know a huge database access, you know, great sort of um, demographic in terms of pushing our product, you know, with, with that crew that, you know, the party animals um, of the world. That's, um, yeah, that's obviously massive for us. That's great. Um, so, you know, we've essentially given them some shares for them to come on and us to be able to activate their events for, for so free. So how many shareholders are there now? Um it's about six or seven. That's yeah. awesome. So, yeah. It's doubled. Yeah, 100%. Right. And we want to do, we're, we're about to do another raise as well. We want to get some more money in the door. Um, we're, we're pretty keen to have any crack at America later in the year. I was just Absolutely. about to say, what's next? We might as well ask yeah. it now. What's next? Well, my cousin's obviously over in uh, in New York. He's vice president at, the Bar- at Barclays Bank over there. Beautiful. Um, and he and a friend over there, they've also got products. In, uh, have, have you been to the Charlie Street Cafe in New York? Is it Aussie? Yeah, it is Aussie. I may have. I've yeah. been to most Aussie cafes. Yeah, so they've got a cafe in New York. They run there, and they also do a lot of plant-based products and stuff that are in Walmart and things like that. Um, and you know, part of the a byproduct for them coming on is you know, Tim and I winged everything from day one with his business, including the finance side, and we are shit at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we just got going to a meeting after this with our accounts at ten a.m. and I'm probably going to get oh sorry. 12 p.m. with um, Picture Partners and new accounts, and they've just looked at the back end, uh, fixing everything up for us essentially. Clean so it it'll be pretty funny. That's Absolutely. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's fantastic. What the fuck's going on here? So, <laughs> so, so, so uh, I heard someone the other day sort of say, you know, with, with when you're building a brand, it, you're the first few years, it's you just got to be a hype, your hype man, you know, spruiking yeah. for the brand. And often what happens with startups is they'll accelerate and they'll grow. Some of them will grow really fast. And then there's also this period where they go, fuck, we need to fix all this back end. <laughs> and that's why you raise cash though. You exactly. get people in these roles. and 100%. So they've obviously got some great experience over in the States. Um, you know, he's been there for 10 years. Um, so they've sort of coming on playing sort of CFO roles for our business. And um, so we're going to start sort of pitching some retailers and get some product over there. And awesome. I'm pretty keen to get over there as That's well nice. myself. Well, um, if you need anyone for like a Super Bowl then or... We're proud to be hype, man. Yeah. So I've never been, never been to the States. Haven't oh, you? Never. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, mate, you'll love way to go yeah. there. So like... You, have you guys been everywhere in America? No, nah, not everywhere, but I've been a fair few spots. So like like California, you've been to California? Yeah, I love it. Texas? I have, yeah. So from going to those areas, where would you suggest that we well, I think start? I think ACL Music Festival in, I think it's in October in Austin. Yeah. I'd go there. Um, Coachella just happened. I think it's on now, yeah, so maybe yeah. you've missed that one. Are you talking about visiting or for your product? Well, I'm saying, yeah, no, oh. yeah, yeah. So I'm talking about... Like what's because the reality is America's so big. If we clock one state, well, we'll shit on the numbers. I reckon. Yeah, California's the one. A lot of people are saying that. Mm. But in saying that, I reckon my mail is everyone's going to you like your Dallas and your Texas. Yeah, a lot of people are that way. Be, Florida's could be. So I, just, well. I don't know. It doesn't really. To be honest, mate, you only need to nail New Orleans or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. nail one. It's bigger than Australia. Yeah, but hundred percent. That's that's what's the exciting. New York could it. be tough. Yeah, it's a very competitive spot. California 100%. is massive. Everyone just thinks you know Los Angeles. Um, it's got yeah, a summary vibe. I love San Diego. Too. Like yeah. I'd love to yeah, go there. Yeah, the coast there. Yeah, you dominate 
we've got some connections at Newport we can get you in, in touch with. But I think you do really well, man. ACL Music Festival would be, if you need a Toyota Corolla at the front, I'll happily stand <laughs> out there with the Bay Juice logo, mate, and throw oh, people because there's a lot of people that walking into that festival. Right. I reckon if I was you and I was in the team, I would plonk a massive Bay Juice car, hand them out while they're walking in and just say, preventing hangovers. And I reckon everyone will go in. There's like hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people. Jesus. Like when we're going there, just to wind back, like Jay-Z headlined on the first night, Chili Peppers. I can't think who the last one was, but the like you, you didn't know where massive. to go. There was yeah, yeah, stages yeah. everywhere. So everyone comes for this. And I think F1's on the weekend after. So you could probably go Great. back to back. That's in Vegas this year. Yeah, that's, that'd be my that's advice. It's another race. It's, it's the fastest growing sport in the States right now, Formula One. I wonder if that's down to Netflix. It or, is. Yeah. It is all down to that. That's why that Grand. That's why this Grand. The 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 numbers they had at this um at our Grand Prix this year are record breaking. Yeah, but it's like the most attendees in a race weekend across the world ever. It's because it's it's now people understand it's more than the car. Like it's actually there's so much depth and politics to the I've sport. Only just that, that, I've always I used to love Mark Webber. Like I love Mark Webber when he was driving for Williams like yeah. ages ago. Yeah. And then when he came to Red Bull, he didn't win a race for you know for his first you know two hundred Grand Prix starts. Yeah. He almost won a championship. I used to love him. Absolutely yeah. love him. So I got into it then. And I'm just only started watching Drive to Survive. Oh wow. Oh god. That's one of those things where I'm going. Why the fuck am I only watching this now? Yeah. You know, like, so, but it's unbel- it's unbelievable. It's for anything, really. Everyone incredible. just wants to see. Right. You get to fall in love with certain characters. You 100%. start to not like a few. It's, 100%. You start 100%. to cheer against or for. It's exactly. Crap. Oh, they're nuts. They're massive business. It's probably the best thing they've done for that sport. Absolutely. Um, now, I reckon we jump into these listener questions here. Um, yeah. Some of these random questions that we've thrown yeah, out. Yeah, it's been great. We've obviously gone yeah, for a while. Yeah, You've got absolutely. that meeting at uh, 12, so yeah, it's 11.50. So <laughs> maybe we should send an email. Or... <laughs> nah, <fuck it. laughs> well, how, do you want to open this one up, Tommy? This is a little bit your segment. We've got some common questions we ask our guests. Yeah, the, so uh, just on random show. ones. Anyone out there, you know, you've got the work experience kids over there that want to learn. <laughs> what would be the best TED Talk that you would recommend a young entrepreneurial Easy. type of go person watch, to go watch. Go watch Simon Sinek talk about start with why YouTube that one. Bang. Um it's it's amazing that one. That's it. That was a life change. That was a real game changer for me watching that. You know, I remember um it was when I was trying to get into real estate and I some, somehow got a meeting with the the head of the REIV and he was kind of just real he was sort of going out the door but he, he sat sat down with me and um he was sort of why are you going into real estate? And I was sort of probably telling him uh, can make heaps of cash, mate. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a capitalist. He goes, go home and watch this, watch this video. So it's um, yeah, it's really Simon Sinek, and he and he sort of talks about you know, what drives people. You know, he's got this formula. It's really good. Fantastic. I have to check that out. Is there a book that you'd? Uh, are you a book man or an audio? I only man just and- really become a book man. I can read Specky McGee once when I was you know. <laughs> <laughs> great book yeah, by great the way. Book. Only book I've read. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Andrew Johnson, the yeah, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking good enough for Gary Lyon to write it. I might write me yeah, out. Yeah. I can actually read it. There's no way Gary Lyon, by the way, I'll yeah, yeah. wrote one word in that. Straight out the back. Just there you go. That Sorry. was like before the time. That's an, it's an influencer, basically, for that book. Yeah. But yeah, but I have become um, more self-educated. Like Herb Cohen's got a little hundred, and I like the small ones. Yeah. yeah, don't give me a fucking Bible. Yeah, yeah like yeah, this, yeah. that's why. Just no phone time. books, yeah. please. Blinkist, <laughs> there's an app. There's an app out there, Blinkist, and it just blinks through all the books. So it, it pretty much gives you 15 minutes of the book. It just digests the whole that's thing. A Tommy Sheridan spits out app. the key points like the lawyer. You know, mate, yeah. like could talk be to me like a Labrador, <laughs> and I'd 
So I tune into that a bit. So if you said, yeah. go, what book is it called? Herb Cohen, You Can Negotiate Anything. But it's 100 pages. I smashed it out oh, in two wow. days, which is record time Well, they'll time smash it out in That's 15 good. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'll be on that. Blinkist. Blinkist. Yeah. I'll tell you who will be going on that is and the bloke who had a panic attack through the exam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The old <laughs> That's brilliant. What's your... Uh, um, the other thing is, well, uh, just quickly... Um, Matt McConaughey, if, if you haven't read Green his Lights. Green Lights. Oh, is that good? I haven't Unbelievable. Read. And the list. best thing about it is I was reading it, you know, in my head. And when I was, I could hear his voice. It was like listening to an audio book because, you know, his voice is so well known. Distinct. So hey. I'm not going to try and do the voice because I can't do it. But every time I was like reading yeah. it just in my in my head, it was it he's sounded talking. like he was reading it. No, that's him. awesome. No, but I mean, no, I'm just re- he's no, talking oh, to the people. He does do an audio, but I'm saying when I was just reading it by myself. Oh, when you read it, yeah. yeah when yeah, I was just yeah, reading yeah. it, was, he's <laughs> done his own audio form. Yeah, yeah. and his audio form is, it's made He could make a killing in that world. Yeah, he's he's phenomenal. Now, um, this is probably a good one for our good mate over here, Jimmy, but do you have best advice for young uni students or even entrepreneurs starting out? Um, yeah, it probably goes back to what I was saying before about, you know, just sort of taking risk and saying yes to everything. And, you know, like if you've got an idea, go, just like if, if, you know, if you can sort of just start it, you know, just, just get it going. Like, you know, you don't have to like do what I do and quit, quit, quit a nice wage and commission based job to, to go and do it. Um, you know, there's still definitely uh, like I look back now and I go, oh, you know what? I maybe could have sort of stuck around for you know another year and and some good cash while I was just getting this started. But also, there's one angle where I look at it and go, you know what? Like that first twelve months was just such a slog that maybe we wouldn't be here if that hadn't happened. So um, yeah, I think it's yeah, it, like why well, I worked in real estate. They're always like, find what you're passionate about and you know find your purpose and all that kind of stuff and. You know, trying to pretend to myself that yeah, passionate about real estate is my purpose. Yeah. You know, you've sort of you will work that out. You can be a bit invincible, really. You know, like I'm not passionate about Korean pear juice, but I'm passionate about running my own business. And um, you know, you get to do it with your good mate and things like that. So there's yeah, there's certain perks. Just give it a crack. Just get out there and just great advice. Great yes. advice, ladies and gentlemen. Love that. Love that. Give it a crack and jump on LinkedIn as well for sure. Obviously, like you know, start annoying people on LinkedIn. So that's LinkedIn techniques just for, you know, young oh, people. Just go and there. connect people and message them. Like if someone messages me, like I'm meeting someone, this kid tomorrow, he's like, I'm working in banking, but I've got this idea. Love your product. You know, can we have a yarn? Sure, mate. Let's have Love a chat. It. Go and get a coffee. Like I would do that for anyone because a lot, you know, a lot of people, uh, that's what, you know, that's what we experienced and what we were overwhelmed with early mm. doors and people just reaching out and, you know, Connecting it to this bloke, you know, but yada, 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 all that kind of stuff. So I'll always do that. Yeah. It's so rewarding as yeah. well. Yeah, 100%. Now, a common one, and this is we're going to lean on your uh, network here a little bit, but yes. we ask all our guests, who would be a good guest for Aces, Aces question, in Business? Thinking yeah. about this question, and we were touching on Formula One. like if, And I, I was just thinking, fuck, you know, only this was a week before the Grand Prix because oh. you'd love to get like a snare of Daniel Ricciardo on oh, his yeah. I tried. We, you tried. got a mate that's, yeah. you know, the train, you know, his trainers. His trainers, like cousins that made of mine. They had a hectic schedule. So that would have been a, like, Danny boys out there, mate. We want you. Yeah, 100%. Danny. And you, you might need to get your own private jet for this if this takes off this podcast. <laughs> and now that I've been on it, might, but I'm not. <laughs> No, I'm only kidding, but you know what I mean? Like, because you, you just can't catch him now. He's here for one nah, weekend and then he's away. Right. I mean, you if you want a driver, <laughs> I do. Like, this is not a cross promotion. We we um, sponsor a um, an F3 driver, Dylan Young. He's from this area. Oh, awesome. Um, he used to do, drive an F2. Um, he came to us 
on LinkedIn again was like, you know, like basically I'm up against, you know, kids and their billionaire dads and I need money so I can, you know, basically I need sponsorship or else I don't get to drive my car, which is my passion and stuff. And we love that. We mm. love that about him. So How's he going? Good yeah, he's him. good. And he and he's I think he might have won an F three championship a couple of years ago. But yeah, he's um he he's he's had te- like teammates um across his time that are now dropped like uh, Mick Schumacher's kid. I think it's Mick, yes. Sh- Mick yes. Schumacher. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So was his teammate right around Michael's accident and oh, wow. and the stories he has to tell about, you know, what the Schumachers were like at that time are pretty phenomenal. But he'd be like he'd be great to get on as well. Where's, like, where's, where's, where's he in the world at the moment? I think he might be in just Europe be, at yeah, the moment. We'll have to check the F three comp. Other one, the Untitled Group. That'd be fantastic to sit down with as yeah, well. That's yeah, cool, yeah, get the boys on for sure. Yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. be great energy. Well, mate, honestly, on behalf of everyone here, thank you for nah, your time. Mate, everyone man, out there, thank you very much. Juice, get a bit of you're going to juice in you, mate. You're going to drink some piss this weekend. Make sure you head to. Where are we heading? Where are we heading? Huh? Heading everywhere. Dan's BWS. Yeah, everywhere. Just grab one of these off the shelves. Four bucks. I might smash one as well, mate, behind you. Oh, mate, they're yeah, really nice. They're actually really tasty. And, uh, yeah. yeah, that's all we've got. So thanks for listening, everyone. Let us know what you think. And if you want to get in touch with the great man, slide in his DMs on LinkedIn <laughs> yeah. and he'll, he'll be having a coffee with you. Yeah, 100%. We'll, we'll see you guys in. next week. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, please feel free to hit us up on our social channels at Osmerican Aces. If you're entertained, inspired, or feel more educated, please share it with your friends and family because we appreciate the support. Righto, catch you on the next one.